And now, here's part two of our interview with Kevin Levin. Hello, I'm Joshua Groisberg, a history enthusiast. And I'm Jacob Friedman, founder of People's Big News. And this is Gen Zero's Talk Politics. This is where two members of the next generation of American adults talk about what's going on in the world. Since the whole world is on fire, we might as well take a crack at delivering some insightful analysis and maybe some comedy along the way. I want to follow up with you on that. Every era in American history comes to an end. You know, Reconstruction ended, Civil Rights era ended, Reagan Revolution ended. How do you see this era ending? Do you, I mean, I know sorry, you're not supposed to be a prophet of the future, but whether the bang or whimper, do you have any uh, inclination as to how, you know, what's most, most likely to happen in the next 10, 20 years? I don't. Um, I, and I wish I did. I wish I had some sense. And I think there are people out there who do try to put the pieces together. I'm, I'm not, I just don't feel so comfortable uh, doing that. Um, I think, I think one of the reasons right now I, that I find it so difficult even to be, even to begin to think about this is just given what's happening in Ukraine. Uh, that, that just seems to have completely um, thrown a wrench <laughs> into not just obviously world politics, uh, but our domestic uh, politics as well. Uh, I don't see any end uh, beyond that, um, you know, with the kind of polarization that we're now experiencing. I mean, that, I, I don't want to jump from that to what we used to hear not too long ago about second civil wars and all of that. I think let's just leave that aside. It's enough just to be concerned about um, the polarization in Washington, D.C. and across the country, just in terms of being able to agree on the basic facts. Um, I think, um, you know, I have to watch how I say this because I don't want to get too political. Um, but as someone who does sort of self-identify as sort of center left, uh, I, I guess the thing that I worry about the most is that there only seems to be one viable national party right now. The Republican party just to me has gone off the rails over the last few years. Um, that we can't even agree that, that the question of whether or not the two Republicans should sit on a committee to investigate what was very clearly an insurrection, right, in January of 2020. Was it 2020? Uh, 2021. 21, yeah. I course. know, it felt like <laughs> 2020 had one last, you know, <laughs> gut punch. And I mean, the fact that that's controversial at all uh, is is um, is just dumbfounding to me, right? Uh, that we can't even agree on that, and so I, I hope that changes. I think it's absolutely we are a two party system for better or for worse, um, and I think things work much better when at least there's some semblance of a shared reality between the two major political parties. Um, but but I don't. I just don't see that happening. I mean, right now, as, as far as I know, Donald Trump is still the front runner for uh, the 2024 election. How can that be after everything that we've gone through? Um, but here we are. <laughs> I, I do have a more specific question. I, and I know that 
both Jacob and you have mentioned, um, we took AP US history with you in uh, 2019 and we really enjoyed the course. But um, how, if at all, would you change the AP US history curriculum to reflect your educational vision and priorities? Well, I wouldn't teach AP. Um, I think there are some good, uh, I think that curriculum, um, there are aspects of it that I, that I like, um, that I can embrace. And that I think, you know, you guys will, I think, agree with me on this. The, um, the emphasis on, you know, um, primary document analysis, things like that, learning how to engage critically, you know, about documents, constructing an argument, all of that. Um, but I think the part that, you know, has always been problematic to me uh, is just the idea that, and I don't, I think the two of you certainly weren't guilty of this. Um, and, I, and I don't even have a problem with students taking the class um, for, that, for this reason, but, you know, to score well on a test at the end of the year that somehow history uh, is about, you know, culminates in a test and how well you do on that test somehow um, determines how well you did overall or the value of history, right, overall. Uh, and I think that part of it is unfortunate. I, I can easily imagine teaching, uh, a, you know, an AP or advanced class, I should say an advanced class uh, that is not so strictly tied to um, a certain time frame that you have to cover all of this material. I think, look, I think if, if anything, I, I would teach a class that is a bit more today rooted in um, in world affairs um, for a number of reasons. Um, and I think also, you know, a class that maybe does, I mean, one of the things that I find attractive about, uh, I mean, it's not that I read the 1619 Project and I don't have any kind of critical response, I, I do. But, the, I, but I think what I find so interesting about it is the way in which you can bring together so much material um, that is challenging um, in terms of how we think about ourselves as Americans and how we think about it in the context of history. I, I'm, I'm so intrigued by um, the role of, or the importance of thinking about national identity right now and our collective identity as, as Americans through a kind of careful study of history. Um, and I just don't think, you know, sort of a, such a, such a carefully worked out time sensitive curriculum like the college board um, class does justice to, right? Um, there's, there's, I guess what I'm getting at here is there's so much at stake right now. And I think history can actually help us to a certain extent. It, it, it doesn't have a, it can't solve our problems but to at least help us root ourselves in a moment, right? Um, and as I think, um, Jacob, as you mentioned, things don't happen in a vacuum. If we can sort of appreciate that, the extent to which what's going on now, right, has roots in the past, um, at least we can have a frame of reference. At least perhaps we can begin to talk to one another again. Maybe that is too optimistic. I, I don't know. but. I wouldn't be in education if I wasn't an optimist. So I hope that answers your question. I mean, because it's, it's, it's a good one. And I don't mean to undercut in any way what it is that we learned together that year, because I, you know, 
you go through a lot of material. And, you know, as I said to you guys at, at the beginning of the class, when you finish it, you're going to know more American history than 99% of the rest of the country, probably higher than that, 99.5% of the rest of the country. Most Americans, as much as we think we are engaged in a discussion about history right now, most Americans don't know anything about American history. We're, you know, it, it's just not a priority. Um, and it's never been. You can go back to, I mean, I know people love to trash your generation as you don't know anything about history. You don't care about anything but yourselves, blah, 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 right? I mean, you can go back to reports in the 1940s, 30s, and 20s of people saying the exact same thing. No difference. If I handed you a report from 1935 or 1940 and didn't, you know, no date on it, I mean, you would think that you're reading something from 2022. I mean, it's the right. Same it never thing. ends. It, it, it never, never ends. ends. Right. It, exactly. Exactly. And it never will end. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, we've covered a lot uh, in the past, what, 25, 30 minutes. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, so just, you know, thank you for coming on. You know, this has been an amazing conversation. You know, um, you know, we're really glad to have you. Do you have any final thoughts to share? Anything you want to impart to our listeners? Yeah, no, no. I want to impart to the two of you. Keep doing this. Keep, um, I mean, be engaged in, in what's happening. Um, find ways to share your interest with what's happening in politics and history with a large group, with, with a public audience, which is exactly what, you're, what you guys are doing right now. Keep this up. We need your voices, right? The more, the better. So congratulations. and. Um, yeah, and thanks for including me. Thank you. Um, do you have a preferred way for our listeners to find you online to learn more about your work? Yeah, so you know what? Um, you can go to my Substack page. Um, obviously, you can find that. It's called Civil War Memory. Uh, you can also go to my own uh, personal website. The, um, the URL is cwmemory.com. And you can find me on Twitter, obviously. I spend way too much time, as you know, uh, on Twitter at Kevin Levin. So you can certainly find me there. But um, but yeah, I think that covers it. Thank you so much. This has been great. Thanks again. And that concludes this episode of Gen Zero Stock Politics. Be sure to join our Discord server, follow us on Instagram at Gen Zero Stock Politics, and on Twitter at Gen Zero Stock Poly with an I, and add or email us to ask your burning questions. Thanks for joining us and we hope to see you next time.